Welcome to Main Menu for the week of March 27 through April 2, 2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are pleased to have you with us here on Main Menu today. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We're greatly happy and pleased that you're back with us again today. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. We are very pleased that you are with us and hope you'll come back and listen to us a lot more times. We have all kinds of interesting things on this show and lots of interesting things today, new things that you may may not have even heard about because they just happened in the last day or so since the beginning of last week and just a couple of days before this show was produced. So let's get into talking about today's show really quickly. We start out with the second part of the web binder uh, from AI Squared about Windowwise 9.1. Last week you heard the main part of the presentation and this week you get to hear the question and answer session part of the web binder and there are a number of things there that I think you're going to be interested in hearing about and knowing about that were not necessarily covered in the formal presentation. We follow that up with the first part of a multi-part presentation here on Main Menu simply because it was too long for us to get it all in one week. This is a part of the keynote address from the 2015 NVDA conference held by NV Access on the internet. And what we are going to be hearing is the first portion of the keynote address. And we will hear the main part of the address and some of the questions that followed the part of the address that we will hear. We'll hear some more of it next week and probably into a little of it week after next. Real quickly, a couple of new things that happened this past week that you may want to know about. One of them just was announced on March 26th, the day before this show aired. Freedom Scientific just announced the release of Magic version 13 and of course the most major new feature is complete support for large print and speech access to Windows 8.1 by Magic and so you will want to check that out particularly if you're a Magic user it is now available and a part of the announcement said if you have a license that was updated since the 1st of July of 2014, or you bought Magic since 1st of July of 2014, you automatically are authorized for Magic 13. So you'll be glad to know that. Also, a company named Delphi just recently, this past weekend, on the 23rd of March, sent off a driverless vehicle an Audi SUV left from San Francisco. It is headed on a 3,500 plus mile trip across the country, left from San Francisco and is expected to arrive in New York City in 10 days, or in other words, sometime this coming week. And it will be driving through all kinds of terrain all over 
from the west coast to the east coast and it will be driving completely driverless there will be a human being in the vehicle an engineer but that person will not be driving the vehicle this will be the first time something like this has happened and as the company mentions this is testing that can't be done in a lab it has to be done on the road so be watching for information on how that trip went and as also a part of the announcement of that included information from a number of the other major auto companies saying that they fully expect that their vehicles will be on the road within the next five years. So it's quite exciting and you'll want to keep up with this and we'll try to let you know what we find out after the trip and how things went. Let's get now into our program for today. You have a great week and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Here at ACB Radio's Main Menu, we are always looking for your feedback. Whether you have a comment or a question on something you heard in our past show, a comment on something you've seen on our website, or a suggestion for something that you would like to see us cover on a future main menu, please feel free to get in touch with us. You can always contact us by email at mainmenu at acbradio.org, on Twitter at mainmenu, or you can find all of our information on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you soon. going to return to the meeting room, unlock the mic, and we'll start the Q&A session. All right, ladies and gents, now is your time for interactive questions and answers. Feel free to either um, voice your question or comment using the microphone or the text chat area. Yeah, this is uh, Daryl Bowles here. Um, one of the things that I'm curious about, well, there's a couple of things I'm curious about. Number one, um, how is Window Eyes support for uh, MathML and MathPlayer? And also, um, how about the uh, support for QuickBooks? I noticed that was not discussed today. Thank you for those questions, uh, Daryl, and that kind of helps remind me that there are many other features that we didn't get a chance to cover, so I'll kind of talk about that. But um, So with MathML, um, I want to make sure you're aware that at CSUN, Design Science, the makers of MathPlayer, uh, released a beta of their new version of their MathPlayer. And this new MathPlayer uh, adds MathML support in Microsoft Word, in PowerPoint, in Internet Explorer, and Firefox. So there's always, there used to be a limitation of having to use old versions of IE, but their new math player works in modern browsers as well as in Word and, and uh, PowerPoint. Um, as of today, our developers are actively working on ironing out a few remaining details, and hopefully within the coming weeks, you're going to see an announcement from AI Squared um, about the full support for MathML via math player um, in those applications I just described. Going back to QuickBooks, um, our team developed QB Enhance, a windowized app to provide enhanced access to QuickBooks. Uh, we initially were using um, QuickBooks 2014 for all of our testing and development. Um, we've implemented a number of features and enhancements for QuickBooks 2014, and our developers are now currently working on adding support for QuickBooks 2015 as well. Um, so if you'd like more information or would like to get involved with this project, I'd encourage you to drop me a line, and maybe there's a way that we can work together to, to push the QuickBooks Accessibility Initiative forward. Thanks for those questions. Uh, are there any other questions out there today? Uh, Mark, um, Jerome Kuntz here in Regina, in Saskatchewan. I am trying to download Windows Eyes 9.1. Now, the uh, 
website tells me I own Windows 9.1. Now, in doing so, does that ask, uh, does that uh, tell me I have downloaded it, or does it tell me I have begun to download Windows 9.1? If the former, I can't find it. If the latter, I'll, uh, uh, I'll wait for some clarification. Well, I'm lucky enough to have Steve Clower from our tech support team on the line, and because that's a very uh, specific question that I think relates to technical support and not directly training, I'm going to defer to Steve and see if he's got an answer for you. Um, I believe he will, but let's check in and see what he knows about your question. I apologize. I had a coworker asking me a question when uh, he was asking a question. Could you repeat it, please? Okay. Uh, Jerome comes here in, in Saskatchewan in Canada. Um, I am attempting to download Windowize 9.1. In doing so, the website tells me I own Windows 9.1. And in doing so, does that mean I have downloaded it, or does that mean I have begun to download it? All that means is that you have accessed uh, the download page um, and at least attempted a download. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean, because the website has no way to know if you've actually managed to install it. So it just knows that you've accessed your 9.1 download at least once in the past. So unless you go to the Windows Help and About dialog uh, and see 9.1, then you know there's, there's no way to know for certain if you have installed 9.1 successfully. Now just add to that, um, now that you clarified it was the website, uh, I'm pretty certain that what that message is telling you is that you're eligible for 9.1, but it's not trying to claim anything about whether or not you downloaded or installed a 9.1 upgrade. So hopefully it lets you know that you're eligible for 9.1 and there shouldn't be any harm in actually re-downloading the file and, and installing it if you need to. All right, any other questions out there? Um, here's actually a, a question that came through text chat. Let's go ahead and see if we can address that one. Um, and Louis asks, hopefully this can go through a couple of questions. Does the remote access work with the free Windowwise Office version? So the mantra I like to use is the, the, the version of Windowwise available for users of Microsoft Office and the retail version have the exact same features and the exact same application support. The only difference between the two is how technical support is handled and the voices that come with it. So remote access is a feature, and because it's a feature, the features are identical between the two versions, and yes, you do have, you are able to use the remote access feature as well as any other feature available in Windowwise. So unless it's about a voice or text support, everything is the same between those two versions in terms of features and application support. Good question, Louie. Are there any other questions out there today? Yes, I have one, and I've talked with uh, people here at AI Squared about this. I'm having trouble with Windows 9 and I I had trouble with Windows Windows 9 and still having trouble with this problem with 9.1. I'm using Windows Live Mail 2012, Windows 7 64-bit and uh, 9.1. When I go to reply to an email in 9.1, I can uh, hit control, uh, control R. <coughs> Pardon me. I have to then hit control shift A until browse mode, uh, browse mode is turned off. Then I have to hit Control-R again and hit Control-Shift-A until I'm sure browse mode is off again before I can reply to the email. I thought that that problem was going to be uh, addressed in 9.1, but it doesn't seem to be taken care of. Um, actually, with respect, it has been, um, at least to the best of our knowledge. Um, in fact, we sent out quite a few test versions to uh, a lot of folks reporting issues with that, and they've all reported success. So a couple of things I would recommend. Uh, first, make sure that you are running the latest version of Internet Explorer. Um, that can have an effect. Um, if you're on Windows 7, there's certainly now no reason to be running anything less than IE 11. 
And if that doesn't solve the problem, then uh, get in touch with uh, one of us in tech support, and we can work with you further on that. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Marcia. All right, are there any other questions out there today? Yes. Um, are all, all the things that you've covered in this, are these covered in the tutorial? Um, you know, the copy feature and uh, some of the Google Docs? The webinar training is a supplemental training to basically provide additional information that's not already covered in existing resources. So when you say, is, it, is this stuff already covered in the tutorial? Well, I'm assuming you're referring to the Windowize audio tutorial. Um, there is a section on, on working with, uh, with web browsing, um, but I, this is definitely going to be different content. So I think the short answer is no. Not everything we covered today is in the, the audio tutorial, but I'll defer to Steve because I know he's uh, involved with that project and probably has some more details to share. Right. So the Windowize tutorial, uh, keep, keep in mind that it is uh, created with the assumption that um, you are either new to Windowize specifically or, you know, possibly even to screen reading in general. So we don't jump into all the, here's how you can do every single thing in Windowize because that can very easily overwhelm somebody who's brand new to this. So we do have a section on working with the internet and it does cover the basics on navigating the web, uh, you know, with your arrow keys, your quick navigation keys. We do get into a few advanced topics like navigating tables like Mark demonstrated, uh, as well as copying text, um, you know, with formatting. But as far as going into, you know, some of the more esoteric things like uh, Google Docs, Google Sheets, uh, and other ARIA intense applications, we don't delve into that too much because that's more of an advanced topic, but that's also why we have these supplemental trainings um, because, I mean, with a, a windowized tutorial, you can't focus too much on one thing. There's a lot to cover, um, and if you covered every single thing that it could possibly do, it would jump from, say, uh, the, about six or seven hours that it is now to, you know, well over 20 or 30 hours potentially, and that would just be unwieldy. Yep, so we'll continue to try to offer uh, supplemental trainings in webinar forms as well as our how do I do that tutorials to try to cover and fill in those gaps. But, um, you know, keep us posted. We do offer one-on-one -on -one training services if you've got some specific goals and have some specific needs that we don't cover in our training. Um, we have another question coming through from Louie on text chat, and he asked, will I need to purchase the extra voices twice if I have Windowized for Office running on five computers? Um, so what I understand is that when you purchase a serial number and voice for your free version of Windowwise, it comes with five activations. So as long as you only plan on using Windowwise and those voices on five computers, uh, you should only have to pay the, the synthesizer license fee once. Um, if you're working on a huge network and, and have a large organization, we certainly can talk about some, some volume discounts for multiple uh, voice licenses. Right, what other questions are out there before we wrap up today's webinar? All right, well, I'll start to wrap things up here, and I just want to mention that there are even more new features in Windowwise 9 that we did not cover in today's webinar, um, including hand support for QuickBooks, Skype, Math Player, and more. So for a complete list of new features and changes, make sure you refer to the Windowwise README file that's accessible via the Help menu in the Windowwise control panel. We'll open up the Help menu, down arrow to Documentation, uh, open the pull down with right arrow or Enter, and then you'll be able to find the README listed right there. All right, so um, I want to reiterate that this training will be recorded and archived um, along with the study guide worksheets and the webinar archive address is gwmicro.com slash webinars w-e-b-i-n-a-r-s AI Square does offer Windowwise training classes in the form of Windowwise University as well as one-on-one -on -one remote training so if you're interested in those services please reach out and get in touch I want to thank everyone for tuning in and if you do want to get in touch with AI Squared, please give us a call at 802 362-3612, or surf on over to AISquared.com where you can find other contact details and information about our company. Uh, so once again, thank you all for attending today's webinar, and I look forward to working with you all again soon.
Dear NVIDIA users, developers, and supporters around the world, welcome to NVIDIAcon 2015.1. Ladies and gentlemen, how's the conference going so far? Going well? Learned something new about NVIDIA in the past sessions? We hope you enjoy the NVIDIAcon. My name is Joseph Lee, one of the organizers of NVIDIA conference, and I'd like to welcome you to the heart and soul of NVIDIAcon 2015.1, Meet the Developers, the keynote session. Let me introduce our speaker with a story. Once upon a time, there was a young man, handsome, smart, and talented. He liked to sing. He loved hanging out with friends. And he became interested in technology from an early age. But some things were different about him. He was blind. Not only he was blind, he had a dream. A dream that one day, people like him, blind and visually impaired people, will have access to technology at no additional cost. Several years later, this young man achieved his dreams and much more. His dream became a reality, a software that became part of over 70,000 blind and visually impaired computer users around the world. He met a dear friend, a blind programmer who sh from his youth, who shared his dreams and goals. And together, they formed a non-profit organization to promote their cause, equal access to technology at no additional cost. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of NVIDIA users and NVIDIAcon organizers, I would like to welcome you, the lead developer of the award-winning NVIDIA screen reader, Michael Curran. Mike, the room is yours, the microphone is yours. Good luck, sir. Okay, uh, so firstly, uh, thank you, Joseph, for uh, setting this up, and um, I hope everyone's having a good time here. Um, yeah, my name is Michael Curran, and I'm a founder and an executive director of NV Access Limited. Um, I'm also a co-lead developer of the NVDA project. Uh, Firstly, I would like to uh, mention that Jamie, my colleague, James Tay, the other developer on the NVDA project, could be here today because he is uh, on paternity leave at home with uh, just after the birth of his second child, a son, who was born in late February. So he's having a, a nice break and uh, enjoying being a father for the same time. So... Um, yeah, let's get uh, right into it. So this this talk's going to cover a bit about you know why why we do what we do, and then also um, how MV Access is going at the moment and what we're concentrating on. So I hope uh, everybody enjoys uh, what what I'm about to uh, talk about. So um, in our modern world, it, technology is becoming an increasingly integral part of everyday life for blind people. It's even more important, as we all know. It's the key to education, employment, and independence. It opens the door to an abundance of information, news, books, reference materials, as well as facil facilitating communication, uh, study, communication, uh, banking, and even shopping. Technology helps to break down barriers imposed by disability, but access to technology is unavailable to many due to high costs or available in an in, in needed language. This is particularly <coughs> concerning considering that less than 10% of all blind children get education, and more than 75% of blind people in the world are not gainfully employed. NVDA, or Non-Visual Desktop Access, uh, might be looked at as a solution to this problem, perhaps. It's free, uh, open-source screen-reading software for Microsoft Windows. And as we know, it reads the text on the computer screen using things synthetic speech and can also convert text into Braille via a Braille display. It was created in 2006 as an alternative to commercial options, which can cost up to thousands of US dollars, putting them out of reach for many people. We created the Australian charity NV Access Limited uh, in 2007 
to support MVDA and MV Access now manages and is the primary developer of MVDA. However, as MVDA is open source software, it also uh, receives receives contributions from more than 100 people across the world in form of code, documentation, and translations. And of course, due to MVDA's add-on system, uh, many members in the community create and distribute extra features uh, via uh, packaged as easily uh, easy to use add-ons. And a, a notable example of this, uh, which is sort of happening right now, is the yet-to-be-released NVDA Remote Assistance uh, add-on, which uh, a project which was crowdfunded to make it possible to uh, re- control one copy of NVDA from another remotely to aid in technical support and training. And it looks like that particular project um, seems to have met its crowdfunding goal within two days, which is really great to see. So hopefully we'll see some really good work coming out of that. And MV Access certainly uh, supports uh, what what those members of the community are doing. Uh, MVDA <coughs> is now a mature product used by over 75,000 people across 150 countries. It's used at home, at school, at university, in the workplace, and even on the go. It's available in over 40 languages, and it provides access to the web, email, word processing, chat, entertainment, and much more. Its free nature also helps to improve the accessibility of software and web products at large. NVDA is not only used just by blind people, but is used by many companies across the world as a testing tool to ensure that their own products are accessible to the blind. Even for large companies, the high cost of commercial screen readers can still be a barrier to uptake. And some examples of uh, companies using NVDA in testing are, of course, um, Google, uh, Yahoo, Mozilla, Adobe, Microsoft, and several major uh, web accessibility testing organizations such as DeQ, um, the Passiello Group, and uh, many, many others. NVDA's two lead developers, uh, James Tay and myself, are both totally blind. We began work on NVDA due to our own dissatisfaction uh, with the cost of commercial screen readers. The majority of our contributors are also blind or vision impaired, and NV Access itself requires that 33% of its board of directors are also blind or vision impaired. Being managed and developed for users by users helps to ensure that MVDA best serves those who need it. Furthermore, it's important and empowering for the blindness community to play a significant part in shaping their own access to technology into the future. And MVDA serves as a prime example of how a community can solve its own challenges <coughs> and how the free and open and uh, community-driven model ensures the maximum possible benefit. So, in the past few years, NV Access has concentrated on about five main areas of the MVDA project, namely development, distribution, promotion and fundraising, training and support. <coughs> this past year has seen significant achievement in each of these areas, largely facilitated uh, from the Nippon Foundation, uh, Google and Adobe. Development is always ongoing for a screen reader. Not only must we handle the usual bug fixes and enhancement requests similar to other software, but a screen reader must be continually updated to keep up uh, to keep up to date with today's rapidly changing technology. NVDA must be able to work with the latest versions of Windows, web browsers, and other third popular uh, third-party popular applications. This past year has seen significant enhancements to NVDA's support for Microsoft Office, including Word, Excel, Outlook. 
uh, making MBDA even more useful for students and for those in corporate environments. These office enhancements seem to have uh, proven very popular according to social media and have played a part in increasing donations to the project uh, from users by at least 25%, which is really exciting to see. So looking specifically at Microsoft Word, some of the things that we've uh, managed in the last year, uh, a quick quick navigation keys in an elements list similar to what's found on the web and uh, this has, uh, certainly makes it easier to quickly jump uh, through large word documents uh, you know locate things by heading very easily and of course finding links and um, other things in the document it's also worth noting that apart from headings tables and links um, Microsoft Word uh, you can also quick navigate and list uh, annotations which are things like uh, um, insertions, deletions, and comments. So, you know, certainly useful when con uh, collaborating with others when uh, using Microsoft Word documents. Uh, also, we've uh, improved our automatic row and column header reading in Microsoft Word tables, including making it compatible with uh, JAWS, so um, authors are able to uh, specify uh, which row and columns are, uh, sorry, which cells are actually headers uh, by special Microsoft Word bookmarks, uh, again, similar to, to JAWS. And also, uh, we do detect where uh, in Microsoft Word you actually can set an actual header row uh, in a table, so NVIDIA also detects that as well. Uh, we also now uh, report insertion of auto text. Uh, so, for instance, when typing bulleted or numbered lists, when you press enter, NVDA will speak the next number at, or bullet as it is inserted. And also speech feedback for many uh, common formatting shortcut keys in Microsoft Word. So, you know, your control B for bolding and all that kind of stuff. It will now uh, give you uh, the status of whether that was turned on or off. Um, and finally, a key now to report the current comment in Microsoft Word as well. It was always, it was, it's for a while it's been possible to uh, move over a comment and find out that it's actually a comment, but um, now it's possible to read the comment text without actually having to edit the comment. Uh, so, uh, also in um, changes in Microsoft Excel, um, improved column and row header reading, again compatible with JAWS. Um, support for reading and editing comments in Excel, uh, reporting of style and alignment, and speech feedback for more selection commands. So for example, sort of in Excel you might do shift page down to select the entire page of cells and that, that now uh, speaks more appropriately in NVDA. Uh, Microsoft Outlook improvements, uh, support for the Outlook calendar, um, less verbose reporting in the inbox and other message lists, um, so it's certainly possible now to turn off uh, the speaking of the names of the columns and things like that, which makes it certainly a lot faster to move around in those message lists. Um, and I guess the most important thing for Outlook is the introduction, again, similar to Microsoft Word, with uh, quick navigation, elements list, and uh, browse mode. Uh, for HTML messages in Outlook. So now, uh, you know, it's obviously possible to jump by heading or use the elements list to find all the links or headings, but also when you are just arrowing around the document, uh, it's a lot more predictable now. It certainly will move through tables in a more useful way when just reading, so you don't actually have to move across the table with table commands anymore. Down arrow will just move in sort of a logical order through all the cells, so you're guaranteed to hit all the text when uh, reading with down arrow or sale or, or whatever. Um, and I know that this has made a, a, a large impact for those using NVDA in corporate environments uh, where you, you uh, have to use uh, Microsoft Outlook. Uh, we've worked a little bit on Skype enhancements, uh, 
Now notifications are automatically reported when they appear. Uh, the last 10 messages can be remo uh, reviewed with uh, sh uh, key commands and uh, NVDA will also report when a person is typing. Uh, so for the web, uh, we've ensured that NVDA stays at the forefront in its support for modern web standards such as WAI ARIA uh, and have made in, uh, significant improvements to our support for Internet Explorer, uh, bringing it in line with our existing uh, with our existing rich support from Mozilla Firefox. Um, and I guess some, some things you might notice with our Internet Explorer support uh, is that it's no longer uh, reading a lot of hidden uh, text that uh, used to get announced, which was very annoying uh, with Internet Explorer. That never seemed to happen with Firefox, but so we've really tightened up that uh, support now. Uh, Math. So uh, support for mathematics is really important in a screen reader for the blind, certainly in uh, STEM subjects in education, such as science and engineering and technology. Um, and math, uh, for a very long time, has been inaccessible, and it's taken a very long time for a, you know a lot of things to fall into place so that uh, math could become accessible. So MV Access uh, has been collaborating with Design Science and Education Testing Service. Um, to uh, to create a public prototype uh, that does allow support for reading mathematics in MVDA. Um, it currently supports uh, math in Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, IE, and Firefox. Math content is spoken in a friendly and un unambiguous way, um, and it's also, if you have a Braille display, also brailed in the uh, US Nemeth math code as well. Uh, and math content can be navigated meaningfully uh, and also drilled down into sort of like a tree structure for uh, finer detail of complex equations. Um, if you want to test out this support, uh, it's not in, uh, it wasn't in 2015.1, but uh, there is a special try build of MVDA available with this math support based on MVDA 2015.1. You can go to community.mvda-project.org, and uh, I think the top post there on the news is all about how to get the math try build, and you'll need to install a few other free things as well, such as Math Player from Design Science and also Math Type as well. We in continue to enhance our support for Google Chrome in the last year, uh, which not only uh, involved making changes uh, to MVDA, but also in many cases providing, uh, providing detailed feedback and consultation to, uh, directly to Google engineers. And like with Google Chrome, we also worked closely with Google on Google Docs uh, to ensure that blind people are not left behind as more uh, document creation and editing moves into the collaborative online space. Uh, and of course, we saw Derek uh, uh, present on Google Drive and Google Docs uh, earlier today. And um, yeah, it looks like things have really improved uh, for Google in, in the last year or so. And we're certainly happy that Google is starting now to reach out to the rest of the industry, including organizations such as MV Access, to make sure that Google can be as accessible as it can be. Uh, and Google is very supportive of uh, the work of MV Access and um, has provided us uh, with a significant sponsorship in the last year, which we're very thankful for as well. Other organizations are starting to show their support for the MVDA project by providing developer resources to the project. Uh, for, as an example, Sapient Global Markets have recently uh, employed developers in India to work on MVDA uh, full-time in areas such as further Microsoft Office enhancements and other Indian-specific needs, uh, including adding 
um, more Indian languages to existing free speech synthesizers, such as eSpeak and Festival. Um, and uh, you'll be seeing a lot more from coming out of this work as well, such as charts for uh, Microsoft Excel is coming out very soon. And um, I believe they're also working on some language, automatic language detection as well, uh, which would be really great. Uh, although these developers are employed by Sapient, MV Access and the Indian developers work in very close collaboration to ensure that work is not duplicated and that the Indian developers... Um, are receiving the support and knowledge that they require to fulfil their tasks. And MV Access hopes that perhaps, you know, uh, looks forward to the time when other organisations may come on board uh, providing developer resources as well, because we think this is a really good model. It may be easier to uh, provide one of your developers to, to work on MVDA than it may be to, you know, provide a uh, funding or a grant to, to MV Access. Uh, we've worked a little bit on speech synthesizers this year. Obviously, we're well aware that uh, although many people like eSpeak, there are some who find it very hard to, to deal with its apparent robotic nature. Um, of course, in the past, we've tried to provide eloquence for MVDA or IBM TTS. We've worked with both Nuance and IBM, but there have been troubles uh, in both of those cases. Um, if you're interested, go read the blog post on uh, the troubles we've had. Uh, I won't go into it here, but uh, you can find that on our community site. Um, so, obviously, there are existing speech synthesizers you can with uh, can use with MVDA. Uh, obviously, MVDA comes with eSpeak. It's very responsive. Uh, contains support for many languages, and that's what I uh, certainly personally use all the time. Of course, MVDA also supports also supports SAPI five uh, speech synthesizers, um, which you know obviously includes the built-in voices that come with Windows as well. So, Microsoft Anna on Windows seven, Microsoft uh, uh, in Windows eight uh, for English. Of course, you have Microsoft David and Sierra, and I can't remember the British. English name, um, and there will be uh, other voices in other various languages available as well, so we support those. Um, also, uh, of course, we uh, support Nuance Vocalizer. There's an add-on for Nuance Vocalizer, so if you if you like uh, the sound of the voice on your iPhone or other iOS device or um, Mac OS um, uh we support Vocalizer, you can buy this as a commercial synthesizer, and we do get a, a small commission from the sale. You don't buy it directly from us, you buy it though from uh, Tiflotechnia or other uh, resellers around the world, but you can go to www.vocalizer-mvda.com uh, to, to try and uh, buy this one. Now, also similar to Vocalizer, there's been another commercial synthesizer that's come out with an add-on in the last uh, month or so, and that's Archipella. So now it's possible to use many of the Archipella languages in various uh, qualities with MVDA. Uh, again, these should work portably like Vocalizer, so, um, and I believe that package is slightly cheaper than Vocalizer as well, so you might want to check that one out too, and it's really great that Archipella has finally decided, although it's still ex you know, a little bit expensive, it's really great that Archipella has decided to uh, greatly lower the cost of what it previously was uh, for Infovox 4, um, and yeah, it's really good that they've tried to, to enter this market, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but also, uh, we... We did a little bit of research and development in the last year on uh, CLAT synthesis. Obviously, it'd be great if there was sort of like an open source equivalent to uh, Eloquence or DeckTalk. So um, we did a little bit of work in creating a uh, formant CLAT synthesizer called NV Speech Player, uh, and we uh, released that as an add-on, I think, mid-last year. Uh, and that proved 
sort of popular. Everyone was very excited about it, but there certainly were a lot of issues with the timing of the synthesizer, uh, just the general sort of prosody of the, the speech. Um, and that's something that we may be able to improve into the future, but it's going to take a lot of a lot of time and uh, effort to do. So we came up with a, a sort of a hybrid approach after doing that work, and that was to embed MV Speech Player into eSpeak so that eSpeak would do most of the dictionary processing and the length of the, the phonemes and all that kind of stuff, uh, and then Speech Player would just do the the, uh, the generation of the, the CLAT synthesis at the very end. eSpeak has had support for CLAT synthesis for quite a while, but uh, it's been very distorted and... Uh, sort of uh, clicks a lot and things like that and it, I always found it wasn't that nice to use um, so integrating speech player into that um, hopefully we've come out with something that uh, is fairly uh, nice to listen to fairly popular I noticed uh, that Derek was using that this morning in his demonstration and I've heard uh, definitely that quite a few others are using that voice now so um, you can get the speech player in eSpeak add-on uh, I'm just trying to remember where that is. I might give a link to it later, um, but it's certainly available online. Um, and when you install that, you get the new... Right. Um, and... Um... Ah, thank you. Okay, so it is... I'm not sure if... Uh, so Derek was just saying the add-ons... .mvda-project does have the add-on. Um, I can't quite remember whether it's listed on the main page or under development uh, add-ons at the moment. It may be moved, I'm not sure. Um, and... Um, when you install this add-on, you get uh, a voice called Edward, and that's um, that's using, as I say, using eSpeak and Speech Player internally, and it's also sort of just the, the overall sound of the voice has been tweaked slightly towards what remotely might sound a little bit like eloquence. No promises there. I mean, you know, hardly, but um, you know, just just some of the attributes of the voice are just that tiny bit nicer to to listen to. So um, check it out and see. You know, some people may find that a little bit easier to to listen to than than eSpeak. But obviously, you know, work and research and development is still underway and we haven't given up on the project, but it's, uh, you know, just a matter of time and priorities and we'll, we'll keep slowly moving on with um, that project as well. Um, we also did a little bit of work on our just general infrastructure for uh, on our servers and stuff for MVDA, uh, including uh, we've moved the MVDA translation system uh, over to... Uh, over to we've moved the translation system over to our server now and it's all so if anything goes wrong or whatever it's uh, now all being managed by by Jamie and I more Jamie really um, here now I'd of course like to acknowledge the wonderful work of Messar Hamid who set up the original translation system and had, had been our translation coordinator for several years um, before that of course was Peter uh, Varna um, uh, Messar has um, become a bit more busy in his current life so um we've taken over most of the translation system work now ourselves as i said we've moved to our server and also uh we're we're managing most of the translation work uh and stuff like that um and also we've been jamie's been putting in place uh quite a few more automation checks uh for the translations so that we can catch errors a lot earlier so especially in regards to errors in the user documentation or key commands docs and stuff like that um so every time we ever see a new error come into uh into a translation we try and write an automated uh, test to protect against that in the future and that seems to be working quite well um, and finally, we're also not using SourceForge anymore for our downloads. You now download directly from our server. Um, SourceForge had been great for us for the first 
or seven or eight years of our existence. But uh, lately, SourceForge has been going, I guess, in a direction that um, is a bit unpopular with some of the people in the open source community, uh, such as, um, you know, um, I mean, I won't go into it, but, um, you know, I think it's going to be a lot a lot better now that, that we're uh, using direct downloads. Look, there may be a slight decrease in speed. Obviously, we only have one server now. SourceForge had many mirrors, but um, we feel that the overall experience is now going to be a lot better, um, and there should hopefully be less complaints about people donating and then not getting their download due to the download not starting and things like Internet Explorer 9. Yes, people apparently still use that. Um, uh, and also, updates are now more secure. Uh, we now... Uh, uh, have NVDA uh, download its updates via HTTPS uh, via SSL, which um, is, is, is a good thing as well. So uh, our primary form of distribution and promotion of NVDA is uh, via our website. Uh, anyone, no matter where they live, can download NVDA uh, and start using it straight away for free. Um, of course, being a free product, uh, they're also welcome to distribute NVDA themselves within their own local groups. In December 2013, uh, NVDA was downloaded around 64,000 times per release. Over the past year, we've seen a significant rise in our downloads, with NVDA now being downloaded over 78,000 times per release. Uh, that's a growth of around 21%. And our daily usage statistics have also risen from 16,000 uh, at the beginning of last year to now uh, around 21,000 on average, uh, and that's a growth of over 31% as well. In the past year, we've attended, we've attended about four major conferences uh, to promote NVDA and to network with stakeholders. In March 2014, we attended the CSUN Disability Conference in California, where we held meetings with companies such as Google, Adobe, Microsoft, Mozilla, and Yahoo. And these face-to-face -face meetings always prove very useful. Uh, our meeting with Adobe uh, helped us make some progress with some instability issues with Adobe Reader uh, and also further cemented Adobe's ongoing commitment to NVDA through its own sponsorship grant to NV Access. So, of course, we want to acknowledge and thank Adobe for its uh, sponsorship of NVDA, which has been going now for oh, two or three years now, which is really, really great. Um, NV Access attended the, both uh, the National Federation of the Blind convent 2014 convention in Orlando, Florida, and the World Blind Union Asia Pacific Interim General Assembly in uh, Hong Kong. At both of these blindness-related conferences, I gave speakers on the progress of NVDA and how the blindness community can further work together to ensure equal and equitable access. And also, NV Access uh, in the last year was invited to attend the UNESCO From Empowerment. Uh, sorry, from exclusion to empowerment, 2014 um, conference at which James Tay spoke about um, spoke about NVDA and the importance of working with other global uh, organisations to reach as many blind uh, individuals as possible. Just uh, as with CSUN, the NFB, WBU, and UNESCO conferences pr also proved very useful for networking. And just in the last few weeks, in fact, I just got back on Monday, uh, I also made a, Japan, a trip to Japan and the US. Uh, in Japan, I met with the NVDA Japanese team who uh, have been working on a Japanese-specific version of NVDA, and they seem to be going very well at the moment with all their work, which is great. Uh, and also met with the Nippon Foundation, who are currently providing significant funding to... Uh, to MVDA, uh, and we're very thankful also for, for, for their support as well. 
Uh, in the US, I support. Uh, I attended the 2015 uh, CSUN Disability and Technical, uh, Technology Conference in San Diego, uh, which was very successful. Uh, MV Access received an award this year from DeQ Systems. Uh, that's a major web accessibility testing organisation, and that was really uh, nice to receive that. Very humbling and great to see some acknowledgement from from uh, companies. I guess. Uh, who are using NVDA themselves uh, to enhance their own websites and software or help others uh, enhance their software and, and, and websites. Um, we, as usual, had meetings with go both a Google and Adobe, uh, which both went really well. And... Um, and I was also a part this year, a part this year of a panel session talking about the importance of open source software, and that seemed to be a very popular uh, session. Uh, apparently, overflowing uh, out the door. And um, a major highlight of the conference, I think, this year was the definitely uh, the growing accessibility of math uh, in screen readers. Several sessions, uh, not us, interestingly, these, these were other people. Several sessions showed off NVDA support for math in Firefox, i.e., Word and PowerPoint. Uh, and yeah, it certainly proved very popular. Um, just as uh, you know, as a point of balance here, um, other screen readers are also working on math at the moment as well. Jaws came out with uh, support for math. Very recently, uh, I believe that Window Eyes had something as well, uh, and VoiceOver, of course, now has pretty good support for for math as well. So everyone's all working together now and trying to move towards the common goal of making sure that people can access mathematics in NVDA. Oh, sorry, in <laughs> screen readers, <laughs> including NVIDIA. Um, May last year. Uh, we launched a corporate support model, uh, which allows us to offer second-level technical support to corporates and other organisations as fee-for-service uh, that have multiple employees or clients that use MVDA. Although MVAccess itself does not have the direct capacity to offer technical support to all individuals, our corporate support model ensures that an organisation um, can receive more complex technical support while providing direct support to its clients itself. So far, uptake of this service has been minimal, but we've received praise from various organisations who are now that bit more happy to roll out MVDA as they're assured that the, services, the service is there should they need it. Uh, User-level technical support for MVDA, although MVAccess can't provide this directly, it is now a reality, uh, thanks to our partnership with iRead. Uh, iRead is a service of Genishton Innovative Learning. Uh, it's a for-profit social enterprise uh, offering user-level support for MVDA via Skype and phone at a very affordable rate. Um, I believe it's around $10 an hour or something like that. Um, and I, I should mention that iRead, uh, as, a, as a social enterprise, employs uh, people with disabilities uh, to, to manage the, the support. So it's really great to be working with another company uh, ensuring employment for people with disabilities. Um, uh, so you can get uh, support from iRead by going to www.ey-read.com. Um, work is underway to create multiple training modules for MVDA, which will be available in electronic, audio, and braille formats. We've so far completed a uh, project scope, which has identified the needed topics, uh, and we've got uh, an idea of costing estimates and uh, you know this, this the strategy of the project overall. Um, We've also uh, put out a, a tender 
uh, for to, to find a, a company to do the actual creation of the training material and I believe we have now selected uh, a company to do the work so hopefully within the next I don't know we would hope six months or so uh, we will be coming out with some uh, training material and um, we'll be uh, obviously distributing this training material to NGOs so that they can distribute it on the ground in developing countries we'll be giving it out to blindness agencies but also uh, we will sell it direct from our website as well um, so we've been able to achieve many things in the last year thanks to our partner with the uh, partnership with the Nippon Foundation uh, and our other sponsors including Google and Adobe um, however there's much more we wish to do uh, so that we can move further towards our goal of helping 200,000 uh, users by 2018 um, and you know we're on our way there I mean download counts 78,000 uh, already so um, Let's hope we can move further on that. Um, firstly, we must continue to further develop NVDA with software such as uh, Microsoft Office 2016 and Windows 10 just around the corner. It's important that blind people are not left behind. We also improve. Uh, we also wish to improve things even further by including features in NVDA such as remote assistance. And of course, there's members of the community already working on that at the moment. Um, and again, NV Access certainly uh, supports their work um, but also uh, we want to add support for remote desktop and Citrix platforms so hopefully work will start on that later this year uh, which will enable blind people to work in remote environments um, obviously we'll continue to make improvements to math as well uh, charts for Excel I think I mentioned before um, and uh, you know and just obviously going on with improving our uh, web support and many different things like that uh, and of course, obviously, we're always looking for suggestions, and uh, the best place to do that is by filing tickets on our, our track system. Um, we miss, uh, and uh, I've already spoken about training, yes. Um, so, yes, sorry. So that's uh, pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Of course, we still have plenty of heaps of time for uh, questions, so... Um, and then you know I can I can give more detailed answers on on anything people uh, want to talk about in further detail. Um, so I will stop transmitting in a moment, and um, I'll I guess someone I'm not sure who's going to be handling the questions, but we'll see what's going to happen here. So hang on. Well, thank you, Mick. And the keynote session will be about two hours. Thank you, Mick, for your wonderful update on NVDA, and we look forward to uh, celebrating NVDA's 10th anniversary with you next year to see NVIDIA adopted more with stable math and Windows 10 support and whatnot. And we, we the users, uh, we the users are really excited about NVIDIA and we're willing to collaborate more with you. And as always, you are more than welcome to be invited to come to speak at any of our NVIDIA kind of events. And the keynote is just beginning. We heard from our developers, Mick Curran. And Jamie, he couldn't be couldn't make it because of family. Uh, once again, congratulations to Jamie's second son who was born, who was born last month. So now is your chance. You heard from Mick about NVDA. Now is your chance to ask him anything about NVDA. If you have any questions about NVDA, or would you have a if for the short um, comment about this um, keynote, um, press tab. Uh, until you go to the chat window, not the multi-edit line, not the multi-line uh, edit field, but the, but the single one where you can type text. Type the letter Q, press enter, and the operators and the operators will recognize you. And last thing I heard, Ed G was the first person to ask questions, so Ed, you're the first one. 
Thanks, Joseph, and thanks also to Michael, both for the presentation and to you and Jamie and for what you do. I was interested in your downloads, actually, and you've obviously seen a spike in uh, that over the past year, which is brilliant. I just wondered if you uh, were able to tell where it's coming from. Is, is it sort of from people in the developing world who might not have access to screen readers? Is it people in the Western world? You know, do you have a profile for that user base? Yeah, okay. Um, well, so specifically with our download statistics, what it shows is that the uh, the top country is Brazil, um, uh, and then the US, and then a lot of uh, Eastern European countries, and then uh, the UK, and then India. Uh, interestingly enough, Australia, where I come from, is about 20th but on the list, but I guess that's due to the population. Um, but so, yeah, you know, Brazil and the US are, are really by far the largest um, but we do know, though, anecdotally, that we're making a very large impact in developing countries as well. It's just that, um, obviously, in developing countries, the Internet is not something that's readily available. Uh, so, therefore, in developing countries, obviously, you know, NGOs are handing NVDA out on USB keys or whatever, or, you know, their friends are giving it to each other. Um, so even our daily usage statistics uh, roughly mirror the same as our download statistics, again, with Brazil and the US at the top. Um, um, and we're not seeing a lot of these developing countries, but but from what I've you know, been told, certainly with conversations with people in India, MVA is certainly an extremely popular product and making uh, a real difference. So I would say certainly in India um, and a lot of the African countries, it's making a real difference. Um, Thailand, MVDA is certainly very popular as well, uh, and we work very closely with the Thailand Association of the Blind as well. Um, Interestingly, China, uh, obviously with such a large population, we would expect that NVDA, uh, there'd be a spike there. But oddly enough, there's only about 100 people uh, using NVDA according to our statistics. Now, I don't believe that. I think it's a lot larger. But um, I think that there is, you know, obviously some things going on with firewalling or something. They're not able to get back to us in that regard. But um, it'd be interesting to, to get some better statistics from uh, China to find out what's going on there. But I know that in China they have, they have about full screen readers or something or rather and some of them are government owned as well so um, but yeah you know I think we're we're certainly making a very large impact in developing countries and and really that's you know the major reason that MVDA must exist is is I guess for for those in developing countries because screen readers either don't exist there or they're uh, you know not in their language or they're you know four or more times the price of uh, what it is for us in say Australia or the US or in parts of Europe um, so it's really important that we continue uh, the work that we're doing. All right. Thank you, Ed. Next person is Jeff Bishop, please. Thank you, Joe. This is uh, Jeff, and I just had a question as it relates to extending the uh, languages available for creating NVDA add-ons. And I'm wondering if any thought has been uh, considered for adding maybe a COM wrapper layer or a .NET layer for uh, those of us who are currently programming in in either scripting languages on in, in a COM-type environment, such as VBScript, so that's my question. Thank you very much, sir. We have no plans at the moment, I'm sorry to say. Um, it would be pretty complex to do because we don't really, unlike other screen readers, we don't really have sort of a, a special API just for scripting. Um, when you develop an add-on, you have full access to all of NVDA's internals. Um, it's certainly not impossible to do. Um, 
I don't really know what the impact would be, you know, and whether we should focus on that priority-wise as far as MV Access is concerned. But obviously, being an open-source product, um, you know, anyone's welcome to start investigating down that avenue. Um, I guess these days, you know, it may be possible to do something completely dynamic. It may be possible to add, say, some kind of iDispatch support via com, which can sort of reflect uh, Python's internal layout. I don't see why that's impossible, but um, yeah, it's something that should be investigated, I guess. But look, you know, Python's just, you know, another one of those languages. It's not, you know, too hard to learn. Um, Obviously, you know, everyone will have their own favorite language, but at this point in time, NVIDIA is pretty much Python-based at the moment. All right, thanks, Mick. Next person, Diego, please. I have been using NVDA for my college and a bit of my high school. I must say thank you, very thank you for saving my life and made letting me be a student and get through school and be able to do what I do very well, political science major. Um, I was just wondering if Blackboard has ever been considered in your accessibility, in your testing of accessibility, because let me tell you, it's uh, pretty bad. <laughs> Blackboard and uh, many of the other different online Many of the other different online uh, resources that uh, I must deal with when I am in college are oftentimes not that accessible or readable. I'm wondering if this is, this is probably something you already knew about, but my question is, has MBDA put any thought or gotten in contact with any publishers because they keep on saying that their documentation, their stuff is accessible, but it just never is. Anyway, thank you for creating a great program and uh, that is it for me. Thank you. Um, We haven't worked directly with Blackboard, but we're certainly aware of its existence. Um, We know that there are some organizations uh, in the accessibility field using it, uh, such as the I, I'm not going to get this wrong, the IDPP or something. Um, they're, they're a uh, non-profit, sort of like a, an international non-profit uh, that are running courses for uh, people with disabilities in the, I think it's mostly in the South Southeast Asian region, um, and running courses that they can take in, I think it's US universities. And I believe that they use Blackboard for a lot of their work, and they seem to be having quite good success with MVDA. I mean, I don't know what they're doing different. I guess it's, you know, up to each sort of, uh, you know, Know, uh, university how they run their specific course content, but uh, you know, so some people are having success with Blackboard. Um, I appreciate that it's important. Uh, a general statement, I guess, about uh, materials in the education sector. I think things are changing at the moment. Where you know we're working, um, we've been doing a little bit of work with various companies such as Pearson and Internet Testing Systems, who are you know offer uh, online testing courses for for whether it be schools, universities, or um, companies. You know, doing. Um, certifications um and some of that work seems to be improving things a little bit obviously yeah blackboard's important moodle's important uh, a few other systems um look where you know it's just a matter of time for us and funding obviously um we'd love to to see blackboard come on board with us and sort of say you know well you know we'll we'll make it possible for for, for you to work on mvda so that we can improve blackboard support or whatever so you know we're open to anything like that but right now uh, i don't really have much good news for you except to say as i said that there are some people uh who seem to be using it uh, pretty successfully so um yeah i mean it, i guess it depends whether it's working well with other screen readers as well i don't know if that's possible for you to test or not but uh yeah uh, yeah, somebody just said it works very well with us. Regarding Blackboard, a comment is that it does work. For the majority of it, works with NVDA. So it depends on subjectivity, which version of Blackboard is in use and whatnot.
Well, we do want to thank you for being with us this week here on Main Menu and hope you'll join us back here again next week on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu.